Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, My Church is Family, presented by Pastor Alan Moss on June 3rd, 2018. Oh, y'all can do better than that. How is everybody? There you go. Uh, well, it is good to be here. As you're gorgeous wearing a I Love My Church shirt, kind of like everybody else. Uh, I had a gorgeous brown sports coat on today, but was told I didn't look very good in it. Because I had a dark blue shirt on. And, you know, I'm not color coordinated, you know. Uh, I figure if you're wearing clothes, it's okay. You know, uh, but my, you know, but that's okay. Uh, you know, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about today, but I can tell you this, I'm all jacked up on Starbucks. So we might, we might either be here a long time or real short, I don't know. Uh, no, I want to talk about family. You know, we're starting a, a new series about family and about loving your church and being a church family. And I think it's important every now and then that we kind of talk about that, especially here at Sol Rio. Uh, you know, you hear us pastors and you hear a lot of people say that we're a church family. You know, but there's more to it than that. You know, we have to figure out what exactly it means to be a church family and why we're a church family and why we use the word family. Uh, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today. You know, the definition of family is it says uh, it's a group consisting of parents and children li living together in a household. Uh, and that is probably the definition of what a biological family is. Uh, but today I want to talk about what a spiritual family is. And, and really what it is, if you stop and you think about the most simplest thing, it's about a group of people that has one mindset, that want the same thing, and they love each other, and they want to do life together. Uh, and that's what we really want to talk about today. Uh, you know, I've, I've been going around, and I've been asking a lot of people, you know, what's the first word that pops into your mind? And that's a tough question. But what's the first word that pops into your mind if somebody said, when you, when you hear the word family, what do you, what do you think of? You know, and I've asked a whole lot of people that. You know, and I've got some really good answers. You know, uh, I got mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, kids, grandkids. Uh, and, and all those are true. But then I got some ones that, that made me kind of think. You know, some words that describe family that some people thought of, and I think they're fantastic. Acceptance. Grace. Unconditional love, forgiveness, connection. You know, and if you stop and think about those words right there, isn't that describing a family? But if you think about it, those words don't necessarily describe a biological family. It describes just people. And see, whether we want to admit it or not, we are all part of a family. You know, I think it's cool, well, not really cool, but I, I've watched, you know, you know I watch TV a lot. And at night especially, uh, they have probably every other commercial. If it's not a, you need a lawyer to sue somebody commercial, it's a, you know, 
ancestry commercial. You ever seen that? Send your DNA in and find out where your ancestry is. You know, and there's like a hundred different ones of those. You know, and I started thinking the other day when I was kind of thinking about this lesson, I thought, you know, why is that such a big deal nowadays? You know, why, does, why do we got to take our DNA and we want to find out, you know, where we came from, you know, thousands of years ago? You know, and you see the commercials and it pops up, well, you're 15% this and 20% that and all this. When I start thinking about it, you know, you know what those people are looking for? They're looking for family. See, there is a need in this world. There is a hole in our heart that we are looking for. And we're struggling with it. But we're looking for family. That's what we're looking for. And that's what they're looking for. They're looking to trace their family all the way back so they can feel a part of something. Be a part of something. And that's what we are here. We need to be more than just a church. We need to be more than just a group of people. We need to be a family. And I started thinking about, well, how does that start? What's the one thing that strong families have? You know, because we need to be a strong family. Why do we need to be a strong family? Simple. The stronger this church is, the stronger the family is. The stronger the family is, the stronger the church. And the stronger the church is, the stronger and the more people we can reach for Christ. So that's what we need to be. We need to be strong here. So if you stop and you say, okay, let's, let's take a step back. What is the one thing that you, know, that, that you think of when you think a strong family? You know, you know, all these historical families, you know. You think, okay, what made them really strong? And you kind of think in your mind, okay, well, let's think of the families that are, you know, the famous big-time families. What made them strong? And it's the foundation. You go back to the, and Jeff kind of helped me out today, the patriarch or the matriarch, uh, man and woman. Hey, I didn't know the female part. Uh, but if you talk about, they always talk about, oh, the patriarch of our family or the matriarch of our family. Well, that's their foundation. That's what they think their foundation is. You know, that's where their, their beginning of their fame started was right there. That's, that's it. Well, see, we have a foundation, too. As a church family, we need a strong foundation. A, church, a strong family must have a strong foundation. If you open your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 6, verses 47 and 48. And it says this. In 47, it starts out, and it says, Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. So in order to start a strong church family, we have to have a strong foundation, don't we? Because if we don't, we're really just a group of people meeting every now and then, and that's about it. But we have to have that foundation. And what did he say right here? He said, whoever comes to me and hears my saying and does them. 
So you know what Jesus is saying? He's saying, I am your foundation. See, our foundation has to be founded on Jesus Christ. It has to be the gospel of Christ. That's where our foundation needs to be. To begin to make a strong church and a strong church family, we have to have a strong foundation. And that has to be Jesus Christ. If you go to Corinthians 3.11, and you can probably beat me there. Anybody beat me there yet? Okay, well, thanks, Cody. You're cheating. It says, For no other foundation can anyone lay that, in, that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. See, if your foundation in every walk of your life doesn't start with Jesus Christ, you're bound to fall. You're like the man that built his, his house on the sand. The first rush of water that comes, the first trouble in your life comes, you will crumble. Don't believe me, just take a look at stuff in your life. Take a look before you were saved. Take a look at society. Take a look at the lost world. Why are they looking for stuff to be filled? Because they don't have a foundation. Their foundation isn't Christ. Their foundation is this world. And that's not what we're supposed to do. That's going to leave us empty. And it's going to leave us wanting and desiring something else. And we don't need that. See, we've lost our foundation in this world. We've lost it because we just, I don't know. I think sometimes it's because we don't want to give in to Christ. We don't want to, we'd rather, you know, we're like the song Jeff just sung. We're like those people that said, well, why would you go out and look for the one sheep? You know, who is this man that talks to sinners? You know, we look for excuses but see, we're that one sheep. Sooner or later in your life, you're that one sheep. And when you come to God, and you say, God, I need you as my foundation, that's like it's the song said. They go crazy in heaven. And then you get the opportunity to go crazy as well. Is when you give your life to God, we should go crazy. When someone else gives their life to God, we should go crazy. Why? Because they're entering our family. Whether you like it or not. They're entering your family. You know, a family argues, don't they? I mean, we do. I don't know about y'all, but man, we do. We have some good humdingers, I'm telling you. Go on for hours and hours and hours. And I mean, I'm always right. Uh, I don't always win, but I'm always right. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but that's what a family does. See, we're going to disagree. We're, we're going we're gonna to say, no, I don't think that way. And that's fine. But you know what a family doesn't do? They don't separate. If your foundation is Christ, and if you've started your family on Christ, you will always stay together. It's like super glue. You're always there. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to think sometimes a different way. But don't separate. 
whether you're a Raiders fan or a 49ers fan. Now, I can't help you're an idiot. <laughs> but I'm still going to love you because you're part of my family. And that's what we got to do. And that's what we don't do in this world enough. You know, one of the most words I think that I heard that really hit me the hardest was acceptance of a family. So we don't accept each other like we should, like Christ did. He accepted people. He said, I know what your past is. I know what your present is. I know what your mind is. I know what your heart is. But I'm going to accept you because once I do, and if you accept me, I'm your new foundation. Your mind's going to change. Your heart's going to change. Your life will change because you're in my family. And how do we know Jesus says that? Go to Mark. I love this, this verse. Mark chapter 3, verse 33 through 35. Jesus is sitting around with everybody, just shooting the breeze, having a good time. And he says this, they ask him, because his mother and his stuff, his, his biological family's outside hollering at him. And everybody says, hey, that's your family out there hollering at you. Kind of like when Carrie says, Alan, get out here. You no, know, I'm teasing you, honey. But that, that's kind of what they were saying. But what did Jesus say to everybody that was sitting around that fire? He says this. He says, who are my, bro my mother and my brothers, he asked. Then he looked at everyone seated in a circle around him and said, here are my mother and brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and my sister and my mother. He's telling us, he's showing us the importance of a family. Everybody that believes in me is my family. That's my brother. That's my sister. That's my mother. That's my cousin. Everybody. That's what you guys and me need to be. I don't like Rick, but I love him. <laughs> Teasing you, Rick. But that's, that's what we got to have. But guys, I'm telling you, it starts with a foundation. We got to give ourselves to Christ. He has to be our foundation. Not just to say he's our foundation, but we have to learn from him. We have to learn how he taught. We have to take it to heart. We have to learn what he says about family, just like here in Mark. We have to take that to heart. But you know what the most important thing we got to do? Is we got to have love. We got to try our best. We will never love like Christ because we can't. But we do need to try. You know, num and, and on your little notes, number two, it says a strong family has to have love for one another. It's got to. You know what love does? It accepts you. It forgives you. It shows grace. It takes somebody's imperfections and throws them out the window. I'm not perfect by a long stretch of a mile. But Carrie loves me anyway. That's what love is. See, we think love is some grand word and it's totally different and it's always romance or something like that but it's so much more 
we have to love like Christ. If you go to John 13, 34 through 35, and I'm going to turn there too. Here, I'm already here. Good. Listen, listen to this, what he says. In verses 34, he says this. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. He says that like twice. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And then 35, it says, By this we will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So how many times did he say that in that, those two verses? He says love one another like three times. Why? Because it's important to him. He knows that if he's your foundation, you should have love for one another. And guys, if we don't love one another, we're in trouble. This world is so hard. And this world teaches us nothing but me, me, me and hate. Why? Because our foundation isn't where it needs to be. And we don't show enough love. It can't be us four and no more. It's got to be love for one another. He didn't say, love only the ones that believe in me. He didn't say, love the ones that you got stuff in common with. He says, love one another. You know what? We kind of miss something here too. He says, this is a new what? A new commandment. So I got news for you. When Jesus says, hey, this is a new commandment, we better take that as important because he's saying this is law. This is that important. This is a new commandment I give you and it's really simple. Love one another. I don't care if somebody looks different than you. I don't care if they have different hobbies than you. I don't care if, if they agree with you all the time. I don't care if you like them or not. But you better love them. If you love me, you will love one another. That's what we got to do as a strong family. We have to love one another. I know it's hard. I'm hard to love. I really am. I'm pretty set in my ways. I only like certain foods. I have to have what's on TV. I, I have to have what I want to watch on TV. Is that not right, Carrie? I'm, I'm, I'm real. If it's not Oklahoma or a Western or an old movie, that TV better not be on. <laughs> you know, it drives her nuts, especially on Sunday nights when I watch silent movies. It really drives her nuts. <laughs> I'm hard to love but she loves me. Matter of fact, we're celebrating our anniversary in a couple days of 37 years. 36 years, that's right. So she's loved me a long time. Why? I have no idea. But guys, we need to do that to each other. We really do. If we can honestly say that I'm a Christian, 
that God is my foundation, that my foundation is built on the rock of Jesus Christ, why can't we love each other? That's not a, that's, that's not even questionable. That's a commandment. Jesus talks about that constantly throughout his life. Love one another. Love one another. Why? Because he knew this world was going to beat us up. You know, have you ever took a piece of paper? Like, like I, if I took this piece of paper right here, this is why loving one another is so important. If I took this piece of paper, I could probably rip, who's really strong in here? Jason, no, not you. I'm teasing you. But if, if I took this piece of paper, I could, I could rip it like that, couldn't I? But have you ever looked at a phone book? Is that a little bit harder to rip? It's just paper, right? Huh? I'm not going to rip a phone book. Oh, you can't do it. <laughs> but see, it's that old saying, by yourself, you can be ripped apart. That's what Satan wants. He doesn't want us to be a strong church family. Because when you're alone, he can rip you to shreds. There's nobody in here that can stand up against him. That's why we need Christ as our foundation. And what does Jesus do? He made us a phone book. He said, you know what? I'm going to give you a piece of paper. And then I'm going to give somebody else a piece of paper. That's going to join your family. It's going to bond you together. And then I'm going to bring another one. And I'm going to bring another one. And I'm going to bring another one. And I want you to make a church family so strong together that you love each other. That no matter what anybody's going through in their life, it cannot be ripped apart. That's what he wants. That's why we've got to be a strong family. But we have to love each other first. The way to do that is put Christ as your foundation. And then we've got to work on loving each other. We've got to understand that's God's commandment. Lastly, I think a strong family practices a lot of things, but we're going to talk about three of them in particular. You know, we have over on these banners, if you've never read them, if you've never even noticed them, uh, which, hey, I didn't for a long time. <laughs> you know, but we have gather, gain, and give over here. And that's kind of our little motto, you know, in staff and stuff. And, and in, in this church, we want to gather, gain, and give. But we want to do it together. See, I can't gain anything or gather anything, or give anything, really, by myself. I need you guys. You guys are my strength. You really are. And I'm so thankful for each and every one of you, for a lot of different reasons. But a strong family practices what they preach. That's why we went to Dion's last week. That's why we had the movie night last night. That's why we're having a barbecue. That's why we do so many things together. It's so we can be stronger and stronger and stronger. We don't want anybody to be that, nine, that one hunter sheep that's out there by itself. So we practice these things. The first one is gathers together. If you go to Acts chapter 5 verse 4, 42, it says this, And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. 
See, that's why we gather together. Not just here, in small groups, in events. We gather together because we're a family. And, and whether we're actually preaching, but if we're loving on each other, then we are preaching Christ. See, we don't necessarily have to open up the Bible every time we go to Dion's or when we have a barbecue. But if we're doing it together, then we really are practicing and worshiping Christ. Because that's what Jesus wants us to do, is be together. He wants us to gather together all the time because He knows we're stronger together. And if we do that, we will be stronger together. And the more we hang out with each other, you'll learn to love one another. And just remember, love is removing person's imperfections and you don't care about them. But that's why we gather together. So we can become stronger. So we can know each other. So we can help each other. See, it's kind of funny. There's going to be times in everybody's life where you're either the helper or the helpee. There's going to be times in life when, when, man, you're struggling. You don't know what's going on. You're just being attacked from every which way. And, and you just finally sat down one day and realized, man, what is going on? You know, I just feel miserable. I'm missing something or my life is just spiraling out of control. You know, I, I feel like I'm just spinning down a toilet. You know, what is going on? Well, that's when, that's when you're the helpee. I mean the helper. You need a helper. And that's where we come in to each other. That's where we have to step up out of love and say, you need my help. See, that's why sometimes we're the helper and sometimes we're the helpee. We need it. I know I do. I know there's a lot of times I need help. And I'll reach out. You know, because I learned a long time ago, I swallowed my pride. It's like getting into a fight with 10 guys. I'm not Chuck Norris. I'm not going to win that fight. I can't beat Satan by myself. I need Christ. And what does God do? He puts people in my life to give me help, to give me strength. So I reach out to them. Because I understand sometimes I need help. But then I have to make myself vulnerable enough to when someone else needs help, I'm there. No matter what time it is in, in the day or night. But you have to tell yourself, you know what? If somebody needs help, that's my family. How many of you would get a phone call saying, one of your, your sons or daughters or your wife or husband or your mom or dad or grandma and grandpa is in the hospital, how many of you would say, okay, well, just call me when they get out? Would you do that? See, we need to do the same thing to each other. If somebody calls and says, hey, they need your help, they're in the hospital, or their life's just out of control, they need you, we got to be willing to go. Because they're our family. God's put us together for a reason.
that's where it starts. Guys, we got to do that. And we have to gather together. Why? Because if you go to the next one, it's gain together. Go to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1. I beat you, by the way. I'm there already. Of course, I had it marked. But Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1 says, Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. What do we gain as a family? What does a family gain? You know, when I started my family 36 years ago, me and Carrie, we started our version of our family, of mine and Carrie's family. What did we gain? Man, alive. I gained two great kids and a younger daughter. That's a brat. No, I'm teasing. I gained three beautiful kids. I, I gained five beautiful grandchildren. I'm still gaining. That's because we're a family. But I got news for you. As much as I love my family, and I love my wife, and I love my kids, and I love my grandkids, and I love my dog, but when I gave my life to Christ, I gained so much more. It's hard to imagine, but I did. I gained a family that would help me through thick or thin. I gained people I never even knew existed. The day I gave my heart to Christ, I will never forget that day. For the first time I heard what the guy behind the pulpit was saying. The first time. Because I thought he was actually just talking to me. And I, don't, I still don't know why, but I stepped out of that aisle and I took that step and I came to the altar. And I got on my knees and I didn't even know how to pray. And believe it or not, the first words in my head to God was, okay, I'm here, what do I do now? And something came over me and I started thinking about my whole life. And I started bawling like a baby. First time I'd probably cried since I was a little kid. But I remember two hands being put on my shoulders. And it startled me. And I looked up, I looked behind to see who, who's touching me. And it was these two older men in the church that probably didn't say 10 words most of the time that I really didn't know very well. I, I really didn't know them at all, really. But they came and they prayed with me. Why? Because they knew that I was joining their family. I was gaining something that I had no clue I was gaining. And that's what you gain. Whether you guys like it or not, I'm part of your family. You gained me. So I expect chicken fried steak and some fried okra one day. <laughs> but that's what a church family is. Lastly, it's giving together. Now, I know a lot of times when you hear the word give in church, what do you think of? Oh, gosh, he's going to ask for money. No. 
That's between you and God. But I'm going to tell you what. You know what we give together? We give ourselves. And the more you pour into your family, the more you get back. The more you open your heart and willing to give, the more you give back. We need to give not just our tithes and offerings. We need to give ourselves. Because you know why? Because that's the most valuable thing you have. I don't know anybody's finances in this church and I really don't care. You could give a million dollars but the most valuable thing you have is you. That's what I want. That's what God wants. And when you start giving your heart, you start giving yourself, it's so much more valuable. It's so much more important. Jason gives his heart. How do I know? Because we talk. He's he's part of my encouragement. Rick gives his heart. How do I know? Because you know what? I don't get to see Rick a whole lot, but I promise you this. If I called Rick at 2 o'clock in the morning and needed him, I guarantee he'd be there. Guarantee he'd be there. No doubt in my mind. Because we give to each other. Why? Because our foundation is Christ. And if we have Christ in our life, and if we really want this church to be a strong church family, we need to do those three things. Our foundation has to be Him. We have to love one another. And then we have to realize that we gather together to get refueled. We gain together in spiritual knowledge and just in gifts and closeness. And we give together. We give our heart. We give our love. We give whatever somebody needs. That's what we do. That's what we do for each other. Now, maybe you're like me. Maybe you're here and you're thinking, you know, because I thought this for such a long time, and and you guys know my mom. I had a great mom and a great dad. But for so much of my childhood, I really didn't think I had a family. You know, and that was the devil convincing me that I didn't have a family and that I was so unloved and not wanted. You know, that was so far from the truth, but I'm telling you, it's so easy to get blinded by Him. Maybe you're here today and you're thinking that. Maybe you think, you know what, I don't have a family. Maybe your family's in another state. Your biological family. I'm just going to tell you today, if you really truly want a family, start with your foundation. Make it Christ. And then see how big your family becomes. Start loving one another. Let's pray. With every eye closed and head bowed, I'm just going to ask a couple of questions really fast. Maybe you are struggling in your life. 
Maybe you feel lost. Maybe you don't feel a part of something. Maybe you don't feel like you're a part of any family. I'm going to tell you today, put your faith in Him. Make Christ your foundation. And once you give 100% to Him, you will begin to see your entire family in a totally different light. The things that bother you about them will kind of go away. You'll have more patience, more acceptance, more grace. And so will they towards you. The music's going to play in a minute. And I'm just going to ask you, if, if there's something you need to pray about, please come forward. I'll be here. Jason will be here. Somebody I guarantee will come to you. And maybe you need to pray for somebody else. We're taught that when the tough gets going, we hit our knees. And that's what we need to start doing. We need to start giving more to God and taking on less ourselves. We need to understand that this church family is going to be your support system, your backbone. And we don't need to do it alone. I'm going to pray. The music will play. And I just ask you, if you want to respond, just be it today. If you just want to give thanks to Him, right where you're at, come forward. Just kneel down and pray to Him. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you that you were willing to go out and find us, the one sheep that was always missing. And you brought us back to the fold. We thank you for your reckless love, your unconditional love. We thank you so much for that. Father, I thank you for this church family. What they mean to me, what what we mean to each other. And the stronger we can become in here, we can start changing this community and start changing the world. We thank you so much for it. We thank you that you loved us so much you gave us your son to die on that cross so we can be a member of your family. I ask, Father, that if there's anybody here that that doesn't know you, that's not a member, or maybe they're just struggling, they haven't totally given to you, let this be the day they swallow that pride. They come forward. And they know they're not going to be alone. The devil's convinced them they are going to be alone, but we know they're not. We know they're gaining such a large family and a loving family and a family that's not going to judge them. We're just going to support and love them. Father, touch each and every one of our hearts today. Bring us closer together to you and closer together to each other. That's what it's all about. It's just loving one another. 
We thank you. We honor you. We praise you. We give it all in your blessed son's name. Our rock, our foundation, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.